Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nerd Cyclopedia. I'm going to be being the nerds. It's your host, T. Mitch, here. And uh, before we get going, give you guys a quick introduction of all our guys for all our new listeners out there. Uh, right below me here, if you're watching, uh, we have Captain Tarkin, which is a Ken man of multiple names. Um, so you're going to learn a multitude of names listening to us and watching <laughs> us of all our platforms. Ken <laughs> will be known as a man of a thousand names. Hey, there's a, no- a new one. I need to be Admiral Tarkin. There we go, yeah. Admiral Tarkin. So Admiral. There we are. There we go, and, and there you go. 1,001. Look at that. Yeah. See, the man of a 1,000 names. Uh, to my right here, we have a Nerdcyclopedia OG and really one of the uh, creators of this channel and also a great comic writer that we're going to get into some bonus footage towards the end of the uh, stream here and the end of the um, podcast here if you guys listen to. So uh, without further ado, this is our guy here, D.P. Brown. Going and, last, on, peoples? and last but not least, we got our guy on the buttons, another <laughs> originator of Carbonite Bounty BS, and a Neurocyclopedia OG as well, our man Hitch. Thank you for the. He's a DJ at a <clears throat> Thank you for the basic yeah. acknowledgement that I pressed the button. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's keeping it. He's keeping the stream good, making sure he's an official happy. button presser. Yeah, he's the button guy. <laughs> you gotta have a button presser on a podcast. You know, everybody needs you one. The, everybody needs a button guy to make. But sure you get two up. button guys on one show. <laughs> that, that doesn't, doesn't work, work man. No, no, you, gotta, no. you only have one button guy. Not a good idea at all. And one button, so it's always on or off. Right. <laughs> guys unless, unless you're enjoying Star Wars, and you can have multiple. And we see what happens when you have multiple button pressers there. Yeah. <laughs> good one. Good one. Good one. Before we get going in this uh, last run here of season five, um, we're going to toss this to DP and let him let you guys know where to find us at. Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Make sure that you go into our website where you will find all the links to the social media platforms that we are on at Nerdcyclopedia on Instagram, Twitter, and also on Facebook. Make sure that you, if you are watching us on YouTube, you're hitting that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Nerdcyclopedia.com also is a place where you can find all our videos, you know, to all our podcasts and everything. Um, also, Send us some feedback. We are do have a Facebook group, Carbonite Bounty BS, a Star Wars, um, you know, group. Um, we do accept like you know feedback on there. We we get like a lot of memes. We get like you know some good camaraderie with like you know our Star Wars fans and stuff. Just a really great community, and we really thank you guys for being on the group and you know giving us that feedback. And also finally, nurse at nursecyclopedia.com. Make sure that you are leaving us physical feedback so we read the stuff and you know maybe even get some stuff on air for you. Um, the sax guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, um, Apple Podcast. So make sure that you are listening to us on your favorite podcast platform: Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. We are there. Thank you, thank you, DP. And uh, once again, guys, as we lead into this uh, last run of episodes here. Um, Mixed feelings, but uh, definitely it's still growing. The continuum of this series has been great, but uh, we'll just start out with Hitch here. What were your initial thoughts of this uh, last run here? I've been waiting for this sort of plot, this little arc of episodes to happen for a while. And not just because of, you know, what happens to Ahsoka, but because of what happens to Anakin here. This loss of his his apprentice in a very messed up way that really drives a wedge between him and a Jedi Council on top of being extremely stressful and pushing him to the edge of the dark side and questioning Adventurous. Um, 
Anakin took some real heavy-duty Vader steps, and the score really brought that. And, um, you know, I really appreciate this set of episodes for that reason. And, of course, the Ahsoka plot was so engaging. Wow, what a, what a, what a capper to Season 5. Right. What are you about, DP? Yeah, I'm I'm right there with Hitch. I mean, this was a um I mean the episode the episode before that was a great lead up to this and to see Ahsoka's fall and everything. It was just the saddest thing to see the the council pretty much not have her back and everything. Um Anakin was pretty much the only one that had her had her back, but even he couldn't really, you know, stay stay on her side because it was just the evidence was just packing you know, so much up against her that even he had to, you know, concede with like some doubts and stuff. And like Hitch was saying, um, to to this 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 is his girl, you know, this is his Padawan and everything. You know, they had you you go back to when on um when they first began and everything, when they first met, you know, he wasn't really trying to, you know, have a Padawan. Now they're so tight to where he's gonna step out on a limb and defend her to like the fullest and everything, you know, to try to get the evidence to to you know clear her name and stuff so it was like like he said him taking that big step towards like the dark side for real for real um i'm so love i'm loving the show the way the show is showing that it's other people it's the it's their relationships that that that, that affect our i guess our hero and how about you uh, admiral tarkin loved it great probably the best finale season finale so far um admiral tarkin i mean come on he's now he's now running the jedi council he's now telling yoda what to do he's great he, it's a he's, he's a great he's a great strategic strategist uh great military mind he's got everybody eating out of the palm of his hand and he's a human uh i like asuka's uh being judged by the tribunal the jedi tribunal had a um Reminded me of the uh, uh, scene in uh, Superman when, uh, you know, General Zod yeah. trial yeah. Yeah. had this <laughs> like, you know, with their big heads up there in the wall and he's <laughs> with a spotlight on him. I mean, it had this real like classic science fiction trial um, feel to it. Um, all the oh, you're you're our last hope. Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. I mean, we're getting the the stuff I love out of this now like they're i can see it all building up and uh, i would i actually watched these last five or five or six episodes over and over and over again because they it did really remind me of the classic star wars vibe they really started to put the they started to pander a little bit more with all the lines you know the you're our only hope and um i've got a bad feeling about this and all these classic sort of uh, star wars um uh, idioms, I guess you call them, and act, and I don't know what it is. Just, just the verbiage and everything, and the music building up with the Imperial March. Kid in the candy shop, take my money. Come on, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, and I echo what everybody else said as well. Um, it was kind of weird though, as far as you know, their thoughts. As you guys see, some of the political genre in this. That uh, you know, when they made the trial decision, they said they were split 50-50, but. It seemed that the pressure from, you know, just as we deal in current life, you know, the pressure from the Senate, which would be the government, had them basically throw somebody, you know, and it's very similar to the story of John Walker. You know, it's, you know, military man that everything was asked of him and was thrown by the government, which in this case would be the Jedi Council because of an all powerful more government that's, 
you know, they couldn't they couldn't defend her. I mean, yeah, you know, they said it during the trial. They wanted to believe her. They probably did believe her. But based on the pressure they were getting from the Senate and from the plan of Coruscant, she was a sacrificial lamb. So a little upsetting, but uh, the political, you know, kind of backstory to that, to current life and even previous life for people serving in our armed services um, really was kind of unique. So I, I liked it. But, you know, from a Jedi perspective, like uh, we discussed this off kind of air, I just thought that they would be a little more aware. And they've spoken about being clouded as far as their judgment, but being senior Jedi counsel, I figured that they would be a little more you know, astute in their ways. So still a great thing. I think my favorite part of it was, I don't know if you guys noticed it, the temple guards, like the costuming, like the kind of shallow monk look with the masks and their sabers. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's sick to me. Like that was my favorite part, seeing the temple guards and they ignited their sabers, their <laughs> staff sabers. That, that was it for me. I, I love the temple guards and the way they kind of, I never really seen them animated like that, so they look really cool. The the Templar knights, like the um, uh, that's what they reminded me of. They could have had yeah. the crusades, you know, with the big mm-hmm. red cross down the middle. And, yeah. Uh, what, what the heck were they called? What were the the real ones? Uh, there was actually a, a series on A uh, and E or one of those shows that, that talked about the knight the uh, the nightfall or something. But they talked about the knights of the Templar and how they were just driven by the Catholic Church to go and. Uh, destroy anything that didn't believe in what the catholic church said they had that same sort of yeah and look to them i love the mask i love i love that the you know when you sort of notice them they're standing in that room of judgment and those guys they look like statues and they all start moving around i mean it's just a neat it's just a neat look i really appreciated the art direction in this episode so much not just one sort of scientific trophy trial multiple ones we have we have the jedi trial um, with the sort yeah. of where, you know, where she's like up on the pedestal. That's one, that's a real tropey one. I really enjoyed the black and white screen that they had up mm. during the formal Senate trial. That was a detail that spoke, that spoke to a real deep part of me as, cause it's just echoes the portrayal of like dystopias that you yeah. see even like, um, <clears throat> this is a real, a real goat uh, example, but that Apple 1984 ad. Oh where, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. reminded I, me of that, uh, and and all the stilted camera angles, and it just seemed like something that was like you know this is for this has been the same room and the same equipment they've done this in and for fifty thousand years you know it had that sort of uh, unspoken uh, depth to it. Man, what a, what a cool little detail that that they just got really really right. Very very nice. The attention to detail, I mean, throughout this back half, I mean, I mean, you can't really discount that from you know. Um, you know, Palpatine doing his thing and everything all the way up to, you know, what you were talking about. <clears throat> um, it really presented this is this is like a it was like a movie. You were actually watching like a movie these last few, maybe like five or six episodes. You know, it could have been like it is this could have really been up on the big screen. I think it would have satisfied a lot of folks, you know. Um, even if it's animated, the animation was just, you know, superb. If it was, if it was actually put together as a movie without like the, you know, Star Wars theme at the end, because so much, sometimes the theme at the end throws, throws it off. You know, it's just like the, the episode ends on a mood and then all of a sudden you got the happy Star Wars theme comes in at the end, <laughs> you know, but that last episode, it didn't do that. Did you guys yeah. catch that? That was yeah. nice. I like that. Yeah. When when they actually recognize themselves, okay, we don't have to, we, we recognize the story that we're telling and the mood that we're creating. So to end it off with a happy, well, with a upbeat tempo 
you know, and, and sound just goes a long way in these shows and everything. Um, to, to end it off in that, in the, it just it presented like the gloom and sense. And what we've been talking about, like this whole season and this whole series, the coming of the darks, you know, the, the darkness, that's just the fall of the Republic and everything. Um, Ahsoka's, um, well, you know, we talked about it, you know, offline, um, the, her, her, um, what do I want to say here? Her way of the, the, the way the Jedi council just sort of just didn't have her back was just a little bit disappointing. I don't know if that had to do with the writing. Um, I don't know if it was just too quick where she all of a sudden was on a run. You know, she did one thing and then all of a sudden, you know, she had to, to go. I mean, she, 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 you, we see, we see this character do so much, you know, good throughout the whole series and build up so much credibility to all of a sudden just have one thing happen to her. And all of a sudden, you know, she's on the run and none of the Jedi Council can even speak to like her integrity and everything. That was just a little disappointing, except for Anakin. It was tropey, but it's still a little bit, that would, that would have been probably my only nitpick. As far as um, you know, everything that happened in the back half of the episodes. Well, isn't that the plan though? Isn't that the plan? Like the Jedi have to fall. The, they have to be looked at by the public as murderers, as mm -hmm. criminals. So this is how it starts. And they take a and so this perfect example, just what you said, DP. She was all heroic efforts all through the series. I mean, but what do people remember? The one thing you did wrong. Nobody yeah. remembers yeah. the thousand no things you did right. right. It's one right. thing you did wrong, and that's yeah. the thing that's going to seed this yeah. downfall and expul expulsion of the Jedi from society, from all authority. And this is the beginning of it. Maybe I have too much faith in in in, in <laughs> maybe you you know humanity or whatever that that they'll be able to to, to find something in their hearts, but. I mean, I guess deep down is really showing us that people are weak and succumb and succumb to to institutions, to um to rules, to a certain way to protect themselves or what they feel the safest route to go. They really put Ahsoka out there, you know. They hung and her out. They, they hung her out to dry. Yeah, Anakin mm -hmm. was the only one, and it's just it's just going to be so frustrating when I watch um Revenge of the Sith and see his downfall. That's just 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 not right. But it's so it's well, what is what it is. Is it a downfall? Is it really a downfall, or is it that that's his that's his path, and that's, he's that's his path? Okay, yep, I can I can I can appreciate that because that that set the stage for six really great blockbuster movies. You know, <laughs> the GDP you of take... Northern California was like doubled, mostly yeah, because it... because of this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this is. This is what it is. This is the story. So the father, the story. Yeah. as the father falls, the son mm -hmm. grows up yeah. abiding his way, and then the son redeems the father. So this is supposed to happen. This is the way this is the way it is. I can't wait. This is like the big moment. I mean, I love evil, dark. <laughs> it's, it's just so fire. Palpatine wins here no matter what happens, no matter who. Yep. You know, he needs a Jedi to be found guilty of this if Ahsoka goes down great. If they can if he can prove there was some sort of cover up or that there is a seditious Jedi, then when he goes to sell the galaxy on all the Jedi are seditious, except for one. One glorious, beautiful Jedi who is not in any way seditious, uh, that they'll believe it. 
And it's a necessary first step of putting the libel on the Jedi. The Jedi started the Clone Wars. The Jedi are responsible for this. That's why we had to, you know, have the army of the Republic bring them all to heel. It all makes sense as, as the beginning of Palpatine's turn against the Jedi instead of using them to prosecute the war. Now he's <clears throat> blaming them for the war, right? So he's, he's going to prosper no matter what happens here. And, it, and it's, just, it's just interesting to see them that this is like where this is like that 1863 moment you know what i mean this is the heel turn on the whole thing the fulcrum the war turns on is ahsoka being kicked out of the jedi order because now anakin doesn't trust the jedi council yep now yep. anakin knows they were wrong anakin feels he you know he agrees with us anakin agrees with us and he's still a part of <laughs> this organization and if he stays, he's going to try to change it from the inside. And that means getting put on the council and all of this, these actions then to keep him off the council in episode three are now tinged with this, you know, sort of this, this echo of what happened to Ahsoka, how they're now doing to him, you know, what, what they did to her. And it's fascinating to see Palpatine have this all set up now at this, at this turning point in the war, um, where the Jedi are now, going to be viewed by the public as you know a menace and not not so much as a boon and that's that's a big change that's the thing that changes the most in in the republic mm -hmm. totally yeah. yeah i mean it's uh and, and for me to be as um upset um <laughs> kid is it's, oh it's, I don't, it's, don't cry well well it's, it goes to the it goes to show you how much you know i'm invested in this you know, mm. I'm I'm like, you know, I can easily sit back and just be like, oh, you know, this is some tropey crap or whatever. But no, I'm like, OK, this is this is getting me upset. You know, <laughs> I don't like where this is heading, even though I know where it's heading. <laughs> you well, know, the, the whole story is emotional. We're supposed to yeah. be caught up that's in it. Yeah, we're supposed yeah. to have we're that's supposed to have of a good story. Yeah, we're supposed to, you know, have a side like there's people that uh, support the rebellion. Yeah. They're, you know, the rebels, but then there's people that support the, the, uh, the government that's in power, the galactic empire. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. there's, there's both sides and we can discuss it and it's emotional. That's, that's, what's genius about this whole story is it, it is that way. I see it now, Ken, I see it. You know, it, there's, an, there's an interesting, what if, so, you know, what if during this process, and I thought about this as the episode season ended, I mean, why wouldn't Palpatine scrape up Ahsoka? And try to turn her at this point because you could you imagine how powerful she would be as a sith i mean well we we don't know the, her entrance in mandalorian she was pretty sithy i mean she seemed pretty dark uh you know she seemed like she'd been through a lot maybe there's yeah. a moment where he worked on her you know well you'll see um i don't want to go too far into it but you'll see her path i mean as we go through this and into other mediums whether it be rebels she's um She's still around, but her character definitely changes into um, somebody that's more neutral, I'll say. You know, she's not really a light or the dark side. She's more of a like the Qui-Gon character that the Jedi Council didn't like. I mean, and we talked about it. There, There is a reason why Qui-Gon was really the outspoken Jedi as Obi-Wan wanted to become and, you know, Anakin kind of was. And to me, uh, Anakin was just more honestly as, as he's at his ascent, I guess, as a Jedi now before he switches to the dark side. I kind of get that Qui-Gon vibe out of him that he didn't even be trained under him or learn from him, but that whole, not really stubbornness, but the ability to use reason and, and you know, real, real life scenarios as far as being able to differentiate 
what's right and wrong other than what the council thinks is something that I think was very anti, you know, Jedi. And that's what caused him not to get a council seat. They, they I, sensed that in him. There were a couple, I, I, a couple faces he made that were just like, like he made a face at the guard in that, in that, uh, that guard clone. Yeah. He's like, you'll be, it's like, Oh, you'll be sorry about this. And it was like, Oh shit. Like you should be really like really terrified of that guy. And then he did it again here at the end. Uh, you know, uh, adventurous. He said, or all, it'll be, what does he say? Or you'll be dead or something like that. He like, really directly threatens her. And she says, is that a promise? Oh, what a great, what a great scene between him and adventurous. I, I, I really, really enjoyed her making light of that threat, but man, he's getting, <clears throat> he's getting menacing. <laughs> well, how, how about that threat on the, uh, the, um, the, the guy's wife when they like cornered her, I was like, he was pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. And he was like screaming at her. I was like, that's like, you know, that was that first kind of like dark side kind of, I thought they were going to play a little bit of like theme music to that. But yeah, I mean, the anger and aggression there was pretty serious, even from Ahsoka as well. And all the art now. Yeah, like exactly. All the art, he's all, um, I think it's, uh, they do uplighting, you know, for, Mm -hmm. for evil. You know, they want to show like all the cheekbone shadows and it makes you look real like uh, dark and your eyes are sunk in. They're really doing that really well. And, Anakin at the end of episode three, I mean, just standing on the lot. Well, I'm not going to get into that. He's like standing on the lava and he's, he's yelling at Obi-Wan, you know, and um, that, that darkness is there and it's coming through in the cartoon too. That Um, desperation, man. I get, I get the, the, the thing from Ahsoka is that this is a woman with integrity, you know, this is a woman. Well, okay, I, I guess integrity is a, is a different type of word, but just a woman with with or or a, um, a Jedi with purpose, purpose, but just something more than she 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 by her, by the what she feels is really the betrayal of you know the Jedi count you know Jedi Council you know something that she trusted for so long um is is based while I'm, I'm looking at it as well so when they accept her back why should she stay they could turn around and do anything to her at any minute you know um and 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 they didn't have the they basically just did not have her back you know so why should she stay on with them you know anakin was it was really the only person that she could be loyal to but he's you know he's jedi and everything and she feels that she's this is not this is not something that she wants to be a part of her. I thought it was real powerful the way that she just walked away, you know, um, at the end there, because, you know, we we've 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 had her around for so long and everything connected to like the council and like doing basically anything they said with with no hesitation, you know, sure. She questioned some things, you know, she questioned many things and stuff, but she was still a loyal soldier, you know. And it comes to a point where the soldier sees like the whole, you know, the the the, the government you've been working for, you know, is not as is not what you thought it was, you know. And then, um, you know, we we get that that walk off at the end and everything. And I'm excited to see. I don't. I, I wouldn't get the impression that Palpatine eventually works on her. I think, you know, if if Palpatine was to come to her, that that just is a non-starter for you know Ahsoka. She wouldn't even entertain the you know, concept of even listening to him, you know, no matter his manipulative, she would see through his stuff. Mm, I don't know about that. I mean, we've seen him change the, you know, I, arguably mm, mm. the greatest, well, the greatest Jedi all, of all time. Well, yeah. 
<laughs> Arguably, we'll say we'll use those words for now. I mean, <clears throat> I mean that it's it's not like he's it's not like he had, he didn't retire and defeated here, guys. Let's let's be clear about this. <laughs> it's not like I mean before before we say anything else. I mean, I, I get you that he had a great long run as champion. For sure, right? Like Lennox Lewis, the style. Miami '72 Dolphins, huh? Yeah, but but eventually, I mean, he didn't end. He didn't end his career, you know, uh, with 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 the finals championship, right? He didn't walk away at the right time. So so you know, I don't know that you could say greatest ever. Uh, that's a that's a tough one, but definitely one, definitely the greatest, the closest the Sith ever came, I think, probably to eliminating the Jedi. And um, man, he brought he was bringing the wielding the power of the state. And and I really enjoy the way they portray how the new Repu- this Republic army is, this grand army of the Republic, uh, how it's sort of taking over Coruscant and how there's these giant clone statues everywhere and these new insignias everywhere. And it's almost like, you know, it, this stuff is really taking the place of the Jedi all the way. Like there is nothing, there's less and less and less being left to the Jedi. And the Jedi's shooting themselves in the foot. Ah, come on. <laughs> you know um that's just, it's just it's crazy to me i mean just you know help your peoples and stuff you know um have their backs and stuff show some integrity but slowly the jedi have been losing credibility all this time you know and that's that if anything that just leads to their fall even that much more yeah and exactly that's tarkin is now seeing how the jedi is a failed investment they're their their spark their power their religion has gone gone out of the galaxy and he tells he tells vader that multiple times you know your devotion to that sad religion is a waste of time and he's seen it he's seen it up close and personal how it just doesn't have a place anymore there needs to be a new a new government a new way of 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 rule and it has to be with a fist and I think, I think Palpatine's loving this. I mean, like, like Hitch says, he's playing both sides of the card. He's like, this, this, he, this is exactly what I want to happen. This is perfect. I've got the right people with the right voice, and it's the right time. And and with Ahsoka going on trial and getting convicted, that 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 really just puts the puts the first nail in the coffin for the Jedi. And this is such a it's such a misdirection too, right? Because you get very much. This is exactly how Umbar, the uh, Umbara series starts, right? Anakin gets called back to the temple, yep. and and you think to yourself, okay, so what are we going to see? It's it's a it's a completely different and switcheroo in the genre. You think you're going to see this slog, this fight, and instead you get an investigation, and you get like multiple inter- You get a lot of different stuff here, and the culmination of an emotional story arc. And it's and Ahsoka leaves the Jedi wrong-footed. How often does that happen, where the Jedi Order ends up looking like like they're the bad guys? And maybe it's never happened in the living memory of anybody that that's alive, even Yoda. But they messed up. Mm-hmm. Wild stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, all it takes is you know for people to see a flaw, and like um, Kim was saying, I mean, they don't remember all the good stuff; they remember the flaw which is a failure of, you know, I guess, you know, the person and everything, you know, um, they remember the flaw and then things just start to unravel, you know? Yep. So, Cause then people start looking at things with a magnifying glass mm-hmm. and they, oh, 
this failed. Oh, look, there's another one. There's yep. another one. There's yep. another one. Pretty yep. soon, they look at change. all these justices and these uh, these these moments where the Jedi overstepped, like they overstepped their their bounds, and right. now it all starts coming about and unraveling, and it all makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys picked on uh, up on it, but uh, this was the first time during the trial that even Mace Windu, who's basically like the, the hard ass of the Jedi, mm. was reluctant to make a decision. He didn't want to make that decision. He didn't want to expel her at all, which really was unique to me because typically he's the guy who is, you know, by the book and this is the way we're going to do it. So that character kind of arc that he had during that little short period made me kind of raise my eyebrows as far as how he viewed her. And he basically knew she was innocent. Yeah, and there's always one that denies. There's always one person in in a group that's going to say, uh, "I don't see any. I'm not getting involved. I'm not doing it. I don't want my. I don't want blood on my hands." There's always one person that denies there's anything wrong. Sits, you know, puts the decision off on somebody else. Uh, there's all. There's always one, and that's that's very that's important. There has to be that person within within a group that plays that role. It is weird that it was Mace because you think Mace is a pretty He's a tough guy, you know. He sticks to his guns. He's got a purple goddamn lightsaber. I mean, <laughs> on. that's that's that be that's yeah. That should be enough. He should just be able. That's what I said. <laughs> He's but so he, tough. He, they had to find Samuel L. Jackson to play him. Like that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no other. I mean, you know, Samuel L. Jackson was actually born to play Mace. <laughs> <laughs> His that parents. Was his, his that parents, was his path. That was his path. That's right. <laughs> his Four trial. Winded. His trial. The, 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 the story that um, they created the purple lightsaber for him to me is so shocking. Like the fact that they've never had purple until he asked for it, and George Lucas was like, "Oh yeah, whatever you want." You know. Oh that, wow! That, 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 you didn't know that? Yeah, that's yeah, the story. That, yeah, that, the purple was never a color. He went to George Lucas. Was like, "I want to have a purple one," and George is like, "Yeah, sure." I'm like, "Dude, you have all this credit in the bank." This is your series. How's an A-list actor going to come in and just be like, I want this, and you're just going to bend to him? Because his name, middle name begin with an L. That's all you really yes. need right there. So, But um, I guess with that, we'll go to a break, and we'll be right back. Two and two. Now, if you love blood, gore, and violence, please watch Invincible. Were you disappointed by Mortal Kombat blood and violence? you enjoy blood and violence as a cartoon well come check out this cartoon on amazon amazon just got some really good stuff as far as this show you got omni man you got the fake teen titans you got the fake justice league man what more could you want come watch us on the nerd psycho comic flick show overall um great season great season you don't run this show what are you doing? First of all, oh, yeah. that's not how this works. When we when we establish a hierarchy on this show and we start differentiating into roles, and I, I hold the button, I'm the button guy, so I'll say I'll button pusher. You will push the button when we tell you to. That's not how this works on this show. You know we need to get him a big red button. We need to get him <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. What? He just says guilty all the time. Guilty. What? Judge Judy. Oh, are we going to nerd court? Is yeah. Happening for serious now. Nerd court. Nerd court. You're gonna go 
get your left field pass revoked. Ooh. Me, me and DP are already in the record. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's, a te- that's a tease, guys. That's a yeah. tease. Yeah, so all you fans out there watching and listening to us, um, yeah. Nerdcore, that might be a pretty fun, you know, a pretty fun side spinoff we can think about doing. But uh, yeah, oh yeah, me, it's me happening. And, me and DP have some um, some unrelated, uh, we'll call it Marvel beef, but we need to get off our chest and courts. So that'll be that'll be a fun thing that you guys hopefully uh, end up seeing on camera and listening to because I think it'll be pretty fun, pretty fun. But uh, just bringing us back into Star Wars, obviously, guys. Um, as we discussed, a great run of episodes here. Um, leading into season six, which um, these final two seasons aren't too long. So as we previously discussed kind of um, off camera and even, uh, you know, kind of coming up with the ideas for this, uh, we're going to just cut them both into two parts. So we're going to lead season six, which was actually done in 2014 from out. We'll start with part one and do a part two. So we'll go one to seven and then eight to, uh, I believe it was eight to 13. So Wait a minute. So that was 2014. So when did didn't season seven come out last year? Yeah, they, there was a they waited, gap. Yeah, they waited like five years to put that one out. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. They, were, they wanted to tweak it. They did. <laughs> they spent like a year on each season, <laughs> each episode. And they were like oh, each, each episode. They had to get the motion capture right. Everything. <laughs> The act, they worked out with the actors, you know, facial uh, expressions. And, yeah. and, Understandable. Right. Hey, you know, if if this was if if season seven is was is remarkable as season five, and I have a feeling season six is just going to be just as good, you know, with the fallout. Um, I'm 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 digging it. I can't wait. And like I said, just looking forward to seeing Revenge of the Sith again. You know, because my mind is just I don't remember anything from that movie anything except for the babies being born the twins yeah and darth vader <laughs> yeah i can't wait we i can't wait to, to do that we gotta let's just get through these let's get through six and seven so much right the anticipation is building guys but um yeah you know as as we discussed here before we get off here we have a little special bonus feature i wanted to give um dp some time to discuss something he's working on it's near and dear to him and i've actually kind of previewed it previously before it's went public and i really liked it so dp before we uh, get off here i just want to give you the floor and and go ahead and let everybody know i made a comic book guys thank you thank you thank you thank you um, it's called The Theme of Thieves. Um, the first issue right now is on Kickstarter. Um, it's a time travel and mystery series. So if you guys like, you know, time travel mixed with your mystery, then, I mean, this is this is the book series for you. Um, it's about three people who um, time travel to solve a mystery of why people are disappearing in present day. So think Quantum Leap, think Loss, you know, meets the wire. This is everything all jumbled up right into one. So it's a it's a beautiful thing and um we we got the kickstarter kicking off today and you know had a really good day so we got about like 31 days left you know in the kickstarter so you still got time to do your pledges um we got some really great stuff you know um t-shirt merchandise of course variant covers um even got some artwork by the featured artist dan ekis you know he um he did the artwork and alex zeif you know she did the colors um, Marco um, Delaverda did the um, lettering. You know, I just got a whole team of good representation, you know, um, for this comic. So definitely go on um, the Kickstarter support. The support is called the Theme of Thieves. We'll put a link in the com- in the um, in the description so you can check it out. 
Appreciate that, guys. And, you know, from uh, him to me as well. I mean, like I said, I read some of the beginnings of it and really gripped me and I really liked it. So it's my first time really reading an independent comic. I was actually shocked at the animation and, and the thought he put into it. So like I said, you know, not just trying to pull his coattails, but it's something that I would even read because it's it's really interesting. Those first couple, um, you know, episodes even got to me. So when I was starting to read that, I was like, oh, wow, this is where he's taking it. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to echo that, Sam. I really appreciate your work. And, yeah, everybody, please go out and support and so we can keep this project going for him. I know it's something that's near and dear to him. Thank you. But before we go, guys, we'll just wrap it up here. Uh, we'll start with you, Ken. Um, what are you looking forward to in the season six here before we uh, get off for everybody? More Admiral Tarkin. You know, I uh, just want to see more of him and how he's going to create his his army, his imperial army out of the riffraff of the clones. He's got to find uh, I still think the Bad Batch is going to roll up in here somewhere. Uh, you know, I mean, I think they're going to be part of this uh, somehow. But looking forward to that, looking forward to seeing more of the, the downfall of the Jedi, looking forward to seeing Anakin continue his his pilgrimage to, to what will be <laughs> not descent uh, his his path and pilgrimage <laughs> his his ascent his descent into hell his descent into w multiple layers of Dante's Inferno just all the way down handshake to to Satan basically so I'm looking forward to that Obi Wan how does he become a a, a hermit you know that there's got to be some of that there too so i mean if these last set of episodes are any any foreshadowing for what's to come man we're in for a wild ride can't wait what about you hitch you know anakin's really getting more and more isolated as time goes on here uh and and he takes shortcut after shortcut now he's he's lost ahsoka and he's experienced what that is and, you know, I want to see how that drives him moving forward. Like, what lengths is he now going to go to? Is he going to become more desperate? And I want to see the tide of the war change a little bit. You know, when we start episode three, obviously there's a desperate fight for the life of the Republic right at the beginning of that. And and so I want to see how the Separatists sort of come back and get the upper hand uh, on... Um, on the Republic. So I'm interested to see how the rest of this shakes out. Uh, man, what a great emotional ending to season five, just a real empire strikes back sort of feel to the end of this, you know, the Sith win, you know, the emperor wins, you know, more than once. And our heroes are isolated and alone. It's just, you know, maybe it's just, I like a sad story and that's why I like empire. And I like, um, you know, Avengers three, that's just sort of how I mean, it's like Infinity War all over again, <laughs> except a little less dust. <laughs> just a little bit of dust in this in this set. Uh, but I'm looking forward to all all of that stuff. And if they want to throw a couple real epic, uh, a couple epic lightsaber showdowns and a couple epic you know space battles my way in season six, I wouldn't be upset. I just want to say I, I want to give the show so much props just for something small, but it shows you detail how much they pay attention to the detail when they ended the season off how they did with that. The credits. I'm, I'm a credits guy. You know, if you do your credits, if you do the credits right and respect the credits, it can make and break your 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 show and everything. They 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 set the tone. 
and they just let it just sit there and just let you just your draw drop and you're and and I don't know how far the 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 season five to season six was, but to have to wait, you know, for that next season, you know, after that, you know, the jaw dropper, I mean, it's it, you can't really beat it. You know, we, we talk, uh, I, I know we're trying to get off the air here, but, you know, we talk a lot about how, like, you know, George Lucas had this plan, this grand vision, and he made episode three in 2005, but the uh, that movie that he made was the movie that we're going to see at the end of this cycle, right? That already had in his head all of this, you know, scaffolding built, yeah. and it was ready to have all of the story thrown up to see it. And in that context, I can already tell it's better. We've talked about how, you know, I think T-Mitch took something away from episode nine. <laughs> I gave it to episode three on my scale, so we achieved balance. Uh, but man, just like you said, DP, really such appreciation for the depth that it's even adding to uh, media that was already released, you know, 10 years before the new stuff. So crazy. Awesome. And I echo that as well, guys. I just feel like, you know, seeing this and as we get in episode three like like i said my appreciation for it is is really changed um really going into just with going into with another with a, basically a, a blank slate and an open mind i mean we we most of us know the ending and how it goes but just watching this kind of piece the puzzle together and then seeing everything kind of lay out in our eyes on a future film uh, i'm i'm just like hannah i'm just as excited to see it again and, and review that and and move forward as far as where we go from there, because there's so much exciting media out here. And this series really kind of, you know, didn't really bring my love back, but it just, it just goes to show how much, how deep stars can be for somebody even like you, uh, DP, that's more of a neutral. I mean, I, I'm starting to think before we get to this last seven, eight, nine, that we're going to just basically call you a Star Wars fan. So you're coming, we're, we're getting there. you there. We're getting you close. I'm, I'm, Are you, I'm, I'm, you're basically I'm there. there? So you're um, no longer the neutral. Is nah, official? hey, I, I'm 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 still getting into it. You know, I mean, I'm I'm there with this. I can tell you that Clone Wars sold me. You know, I might, like I said, change my mind on seven, eight, nine when we get there, but we'll see. You you would be the only, probably the only person to do 32 episodes of a Star Wars podcast and then be like, you know what, not a fan. Just be you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never gonna watch it again. Nah. You know what? Thought about a pass on the rest of this. I'm out. <laughs> Star what? No. I'm oh out. man, not a fan. Not a fan. So the so the Star Wars podcast reten fan retention rate no longer 100. <laughs> percent <laughs> Thanks a lot, Carbonite Bounty BS and their encyclopedia. <laughs> that was but good. Yeah, guys, like I said once again, we thank everybody for listening to us. And then until next week when we start season six, uh, one to seven, guys, this is uh, me and America, and this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Nerd Cyclopedia.